Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today, we've got a crazy nuclear revenge story involving losing millions. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, how I got my half-brother kicked out of the school's basketball team. Many years back, I got my revenge against my older half-brother by getting him kicked out of the school's basketball team. My half-brother is nearly two years older than me. Well, not nearly two years older. He's a year and two months older than me. And we had a rocky relationship growing up, but we still do. Our dad was a busy businessman. He never got married, but he had children with three of the women he dated. My half-brother is the oldest of my dad's children, and he grew up with our paternal grandmother because his mom's family preferred my dad to be his primary caretaker. My dad was too busy traveling the world for business, so he had his mother raise him. I grew up with my mom. She lived with her parents who resented her for having a baby just after she graduated college. Naturally, I slowed her down and she couldn't make as much money as she wanted to. My maternal grandparents did not like me, and my mom knew this but she couldn't leave their home. It would be super expensive to get a home that would be conducive for my mom and me. I went to expensive schools since my dad paid tuition, but I still was behind in many other areas. I didn't have nice clothes like the girls I went to school with and couldn't afford certain extracurricular activities. When I was 12, my mom had grown tired of letting me hold her back. She wanted to pursue her dreams of being a lawyer, so she was going to leave town. She couldn't take me with her, so she left me with my grandparents. My grandparents were very strict and mean. I could not deal with them without my mom being there to shield me from their absurd rules. We argued all the time and I was always grounded. My mom was not happy with the situation either. She had been reluctant to leave me with her parents because she knew just how annoying they were. They were very strict with my mom too and that clearly didn't work out so well since she had a baby outside of wedlock. One day, my mom returned home and said she was taking me along with her. My grandparents objected, but my mom was not having it. Living with my mom in her tiny studio apartment was hard, but at least I didn't have to deal with absurd rules. Plus, I was able to express myself too. My mom was very liberal in how she raised me. One day, my dad visited us in her apartment. He was on one of his business trips and thought to check on us. I hardly ever saw my dad. We spoke for long hours on the phone, but that was it. Even our long phone calls were often interrupted by other calls, but he'd have me on hold and we would continue our conversation. My dad did not look happy when he came over to our home. I don't like this place for her, he said to my mom. She can hear you, my mom cautioned him. Yes, I can hear you, I exclaimed, spreading out my palms. My dad took us out for dinner that evening and they both stepped aside to talk. They were having a heated argument. I had never seen them argue with so much tenacity. My parents never argued. They had the whole co-parenting thing on lock. Sometimes I was convinced that they were still madly in love with each other. I turned around and saw them talking. The conversation was a bit more intimate and less heated. That night, my dad asked me if I'd like to live with him. 
I looked at my mom. Are you serious, dad? My parents nodded. Well, not with me, just with my mom. I live with her too, but I'm barely ever around. I shook my head. There was no way I'd deal with another problematic grandparent. I told my dad that, but he laughed. My mom is nothing like your uber-religious grandparents, he said, eyeing my mom. My mom smacked him playfully and he yelped in pretend pain. See, they are in love, I said in my head. A month later, I was at my grandma's house. This house belongs to my mom and late father, my dad said to me as we drove in. It's huge, I exclaimed. Wait until you see your room, my dad said, smiling. The house was a beautiful one. There were flowers and plants all over. Dad mentioned that Granny loves her plants. Just as much as she loves her grandkids, he joked. Just like my dad had mentioned, my room was large, almost as big as my mom's studio apartment. My grandma was also very pleasant. She cooked me a nice meal and hugged me. Your mom is my favorite, she said to me with a wink. I didn't even know that she had met my mom. I met my half-brother too. I had seen many pictures of him and we'd spoken on the phone in the past too, but I'd never met him. Hey sis, he called out and went back to using the phone. That's rude. Come here and say hello to your sister, my dad called out to him. He reluctantly dropped his phone and we all had dinner together. The next morning, my dad took the first flight out. Living with my granny was fun. I had all the freedom in the world. My room was also big and I could also do whatever I wanted. I attended the same school as my half-siblings too. My half-sister, who was younger than me, did not live with us, but I saw her often in school and we talked and have a good relationship. I, however, did not have that kind of relationship with my brother. He was rude and uncouth. He thought himself the best thing after sliced bread and he was a jerk in school. My granny may be cool, but she was clearly old-fashioned in how she viewed the sexes. She was more patient, loving, and tolerant of my half-brother than she was of me and my sister, even my female cousins. She would always say, oh, boys will be boys. She used that excuse to gloss over whatever bad behavior my brother had exhibited. Your dad was like that too. He had so much energy, she would say. Well, my dad was not like my brother. At least, I don't think so. My brother was wild, mean, and very troublesome. He was a bully in school, and even though he bullied everyone, girls still liked him and wanted to be associated with him. That was expected since he was very cute. The one thing my dad and brother have in common is their good looks. Many girls were also raised on shows like Beauty and the Beast and many others that normalized boys being the beast. So it wasn't strange to me that they flocked around my brother, even when he was being nothing but a jerk to them. I started to make friends in school. I was friends with three amazing girls and we had a great thing going on. We hung out at my granny's house regularly, we attended school functions and parties together, and we played dress up with my granny's clothes. It was all fun and games, until my brother started sneaking around with one of my friends. I was annoyed because I knew she had a crush on him and that he was only sneaking around with her. After all, he knew she liked him. He had a girlfriend at the time and would never leave her. What I didn't know was that my brother wasn't just fooling around with one of my friends, he was fooling around with two of them. I can't remember how it got out in the open but they found out and it turned into a huge fight. Long story short, I lost two of my friends because the two of them could not even stand each other or be in the same room. One of them ghosted all of us and the second one was so hurt about the whole thing that her mother made her never come to our house again. 
The third girl and I stayed friends, but she was one of those friends that you're never really close to. You only relate well with them within the group. I hated my brother for what he did, and I even confronted him about it. My granny, as usual, took sides with him. They knew we had a girlfriend, didn't they? Your friends need to take responsibility for their emotions and actions. That was her final verdict, and the matter was put to rest. My relationship with my brother was barely okay, but that incident ruined it for us. I just stopped speaking to him, especially in public. Girls at school felt I was so blessed to be his sister, but I felt embarrassed to be known as the sister of a jerk in Casanova. As time passed, my brother started to piss not just me off, but even the girls at school and the principal. The school's principal tried many times to get him to invite his parents, but my brother always managed to wiggle his way out of it. An example of his manipulative wriggling was when he commented on one of his teacher's bra straps in class. She reported him to the principal, but he managed to come up with a lie about how he was talking about his girlfriend. Of course, his girlfriend and half of the class agreed to lie for him, and he got off the hook. The teacher and the principal were not stupid. They knew my brother's friends were covering up for him, but I'm sure the principal waited for when he would err again. The last straw that broke the camel's back was when my brother hurt the new friend that I'd made in school. She was a new, a very sweet girl who was slightly overweight and dealt with mockery in her previous school. She had worked on her confidence over the summer and came to our school with a renewed spirit. She was brimming with her newly found confidence. I met her at the cafeteria during lunch and sat with her. We started a conversation and realized we had so much in common. We soon started hanging out and naturally she visited me often. My friends usually preferred to come over to my house. Mine was comfortable. I had a big room and there was my granny's large compound. One day, she told me that my brother had asked for her number. I remembered what had happened and warned her to stay away from him. Even though I had warned her, I still wasn't sure that she was going to listen to me. My brother had his way with girls and she wasn't used to getting a lot of attention from guys due to her looks. I knew she would feel flattered that someone like my brother liked her. So I went upstairs to my brother's room later that evening and told him to stay away from her. Who are you to tell me what I can and cannot do? I saw that threatening him would not work, so I decided to plead and reason with him instead. I reminded him about what had happened with my former friends. He assured me that he really liked her and that he wasn't out to hurt her at all. I didn't believe him, so I went on to plead with him. I know your brother has been a jerk, but he's changed. My friend said to me when I mentioned him again, I decided to let things be and hope that my brother was being honest about genuinely liking her when I noticed that she was head over heels in love with him. Whenever she was in my house and he passed by us, they would hug and kiss. It was really sweet what they had going on and I relaxed and assured myself that they really were in love. They went on many dates at night and my friend would sometimes sneak into his room at night when she was supposed to sleep over at my house. I started to notice later on in their relationship that they hardly ever spoke in public. By the public, I mean school. My brother and his girlfriend had broken up, and he wasn't seeing any of those girls in school anymore, but he wasn't taking my friend to dances either. I didn't bring it up because I didn't want to upset her, but I knew at the time that I definitely want my boyfriend to kiss me in the hallway. One day, she asked me if I didn't think it was weird, and I admitted to her that I thought it was and had been thinking about it for a while. He said he doesn't want the other girls to hate on me, she told me. 
I didn't think that made sense. Even if the other girls hated her, it was his job to protect her from them. But I didn't say anything so I wouldn't upset her even more. One morning, I was just in front of my locker reapplying my lip gloss when my brother called out to me. I was startled and looked back. He asked me if I knew where my friend was. The look on his face made it clear that he had screwed up. Long story short, my friend had told someone in school that she was dating my brother. That person had asked my brother about it publicly and he denied it and even made a derogatory comment about her weight. She heard and ran to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom and heard her crying. I tried all I could to get her to come out, but she refused. I had to call her mother. What had happened did not affect my friendship with her, but she stayed away from my house. I knew just how to get back at my brother. I was determined to make him suffer. I spoke to someone in the class and he promised to help me get drugs. He handed them to me at a party and I waited for when the athletes in school would be subjected to a drug test and search. I knew sneaking them in my brother's backpack would get me in trouble, so I snuck it in at the table during breakfast. He was caught and he raised heck, but nobody listened, especially not the principal, who hated him anyway. He was kicked out of the basketball team, but he could still play in other schools if he were to leave or transfer high school because he didn't test positive. My arrogant brother has become a lot less arrogant ever since. Possession, possession, possession. You would have an extremely hard time, I feel, trying to prove that anybody slipped that into your backpack. I would suppose the only question you could possibly pose is why would I have it in my backpack here during the testing? But yeah, considering your reputation with all those people, I'm sure they would look right past that question. That said, our next story is, I made my stepmom lose her inheritance. Since I was five, I knew I was a privileged kid. I grew up with all the love and comfort a kid could have wanted. I had a maid dedicated solely to myself and at five, I had clothes five kids could wear for a whole year and they still wouldn't exhaust it. One day I asked my mom why I had so many clothes and she said, your father's rich darling, you can have anything you want. From then, I started accepting the life of luxury I was born into. I attended the best schools and When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Boston, Massachusetts, and went on enjoyable holidays to Disneyland and other beautiful places during school holidays. I knew my dad was a big deal because of the exotic cars he drove and the number of bodyguards always following him everywhere. One time he took me along with him when he went to see the then president of the US. I was in awe because he was my hero at age 9. I knew people around me loved him 
So I loved him too. Tragedy struck when my mom got pregnant with my sister Helen. The day my dad got the news that she was pregnant, he jumped with joy and rushed to hug her. With tearful eyes, he told her thank you and vowed to take care of her and all her children till his last breath and even after he died. Despite how young I was, I was moved by the love my dad had for my wife, me, and my other sibling on the way. But soon, our joy turned to anxiety because the pregnancy was a very complicated one. I watched my mom writhe in pain sometimes that I wished she hadn't gotten pregnant. Even all the money we had could not stop the pain from reoccurring. My dad moved for a termination of the pregnancy when he noticed that she was ill, but my mom was very adamant. She wanted to have the baby even when it was affecting her health. Due to the nature of my dad's job, he was mostly out of the country for one business meeting to another, so during her painful pregnancy period, my mom sought for solace in religion. She usually goes with her maid to the parish in the neighborhood for prayers from the priest. Four months into her pregnancy, I overheard from one of my mom's friends that my mom had preeclampsia. I didn't know what it meant, but I prayed to God that he healed my mom. One fateful night, in the middle of the night, I heard a piercing scream from my mother's room. I woke up immediately and ran to her with all my strength. On getting there, I saw her personal maid struggling to get her up from the floor. My mom had a seizure that made her fall. She was bleeding too. I panicked and I ran blindly to call the driver from the boys' quarters. He came immediately and my mom was rushed to the hospital. I immediately called my dad and tearfully informed him about the state of things with my mom. My dad took a private flight to the hospital and immediately he was informed by the doctor that his consent was needed so that my mom could be operated on. Her condition had gone too critical for her to keep carrying the baby to its due date. My dad consented to the surgery and we proceeded to wait for the longest 22 hours of my entire life. I prayed and begged God to keep my mom and sister safe. Throughout the duration of the operation, I couldn't eat nor sleep. I was anxious and patiently waiting to see my mummy. It was then my dad introduced me to his personal assistant, Miss Samantha, who brought a change of clothing for me and some food too. She hugged me and told me that everything will be alright. At that moment I broke down in tears as she hugged me for a long time. The next day, the doctor came to us with news that changed my life forever. My mom did not make it through. The baby was in good health, but my mom died. I cried for the only woman I loved that now laid cold on the hospital bed. I cried for my sister who wouldn't get to expect the love of a mother. I cried for myself and my dad. So many thoughts ran through my mind at the same time. Who would sing me to sleep at night? Who would I tell my school tales to? Who will hold my hands when I feel afraid? The following week, my mom was buried in a small, solemn funeral ceremony. Only close friends and relatives were invited, including my dad's PA. During the funeral ceremony, she gave me a tight hug and held my hands throughout. It was like she was sharing in my pains and promising to be there for me and through it all. While my dad was attending to the guest after the ceremony, she was with me and comforting me. I felt safe with her. The only thing that kept me sane at that period was that although I had lost my mom, I gained a new friend in my dad's PA. She was always calling me through video calls to keep up with me and what I've been up to. My little sister was taken care of by my grandma, who traveled down to be with us after my mom's death. Each day made me fall deeper in love with my sister. 
who was the exact replica of my mom, and the bond between me and Miss Samantha grew deeply. So, four months after my mom died, I was excited when my dad informed me that he would be getting married to Miss Samantha so that she could take care of me and my little sister. It was time for grandma to leave, and he wanted us to have a motherly figure in our lives. The wedding was low-key. My dad and my new stepmom wedded in a wedding. Only a few people were invited, and no fun was involved as my dad was still in mourning. After the wedding, my dad's PA packed into our home to live with us. She was no longer his PA but his wife, but she kept working because she loved working in dad's company. Days turned to months, and the attitude of my stepmother towards me changed drastically. She first made sure to dismiss most of our workers at home. She said she detests seeing so many people in her personal space, and my dad allowed her since he wasn't at home most of the time. At first, it started with her no longer wanting to hug me like before. She began complaining about taking care of my baby sister. Sometimes, she would hesitate to check up on her when she cries at night. Whenever I try to get to my sister's crib to console her, my stepmom usually yanks me away and insults me. My sister grew up without motherly affection. That thought made me sad most of the time. She lacked the love a mother should bestow on her daughter, and she missed out on the presence of a fatherly figure in her life due to my dad's busy schedule. So, I tried my best to make her feel loved. I constantly told her that I loved her and that she was not the reason our mom died like our stepmom insinuated when she was six years old. One day, when my dad returned from his numerous trips, my sister and I decided to talk to him. I was the first to talk. I said, Daddy, we hardly see you in the house anymore. We miss you and we don't like the way mommy treats us. My sister then asked him a question with a voice close to the brink of tears. She said, Dad, is it true that I killed my mummy? She started crying after that statement. My dad, moved to tears, gathered Helen in his arms and told her she didn't kill her mom. He told her that she shouldn't live with the guilt of her mom dying the day she was born, that she died of some medical complications and not because of her. He then apologized for being available and promised to be a better dad to me and my sister. He then gathered us together for a tight hug after telling my sister and I that he loved us. Things grew worse with my stepmom and us after that incident. When my dad traveled for an appointment in Paris, she stormed into our room immediately after she came back home from work. She told us that she overheard the discussion we had with our dad and since we had the audacity to report her to him that she's just started, she said, Once I'm done with you, you won't even find your voice to report me to my husband. Mark my word. So from that day, my stepmom restricted our access to the kitchen and pantry, and she also seized our credit cards. When she noticed I tried to rebel against her, she tortured my younger sister. Seeing my younger sister's vulnerability, I accepted all the evil things she did to us. One day, I came back from college for holidays, and my stepmom was at home, but my sister wasn't. It was her prom night, and I was sad I got to miss it. By 11pm, my sister had not returned. My stepmom was already fuming with anger, but I was calm because I knew she was in safe hands. Her date promised to bring her home in one piece, so by 12, midnight, my sister breezed in. She was greeted with a hot slap immediately when she entered the house by my stepmom. She started crying, but I was livid. How dare she slap my sister? She raised her hands again, but before it could land on my sister's back, I held it. She was shocked by my courage. Blindly, she reached for something, 
The next thing I could feel was a hot, searing pain on my back. My stepmom burned my flesh with a hot iron because I prevented her from slapping my sister. I was dumbfounded. My sister kept crying and it ruined her pretty face. Immediately, my stepmom saw what she had done. She told us, you had better not call 911 or else. And she went to her room. That night, I decided that my sister and I were done with her wicked attitude. We packed a bag and we went to my friend's Karen's house to spend some time till my father came to pick us up. When Jaden's mom saw my back, she screamed. She wanted to call the police, but I stopped her. I wanted my sister to finish high school before I started dealing with the witch we called a stepmom. My friend's mom helped me dress my wound after I took a picture of it. That night, filled with pain, I cursed my stepmom and vowed to have revenge. When my dad came back home, he was surprised to find out that his children ran out of home. He asked my stepmom, who was nonchalant about it, It was at that moment she decided to drop the news that she was pregnant, which made my dad go soft on her. My dad made her apologize to us and we came back home. Her pregnancy worsened her behavior towards us. She grounded my sister for no reason, made her do strenuous work at home and she was verbally abusive to me. When my sister graduated from high school, we pleaded with our father to let us rent our own apartment close to the college she was attending. He accepted and we were finally free from the wicked antics of our stepmom. We stayed very far away from home and didn't even return when she put to birth. Our stepsister grew, but we had no connection with her because of the behavior of her mother. We were scarred for life and wanted nothing to do with her. During my MSc graduation, I invited my dad and he came with his family. My dad noticed the tension between his wife and myself and Helen and he tried to douse it by making silly jokes. When it was time for us to take pictures, my dad suddenly slumped. Pandemonium was staged as people around were running and trying to find help. Soon an ambulance came and he was whisked to the hospital. It was then I heard the bad news that devastated me. My dad was down with a terminal disease. He had pancreatic cancer and had less than two years to live. I sobbed terribly. I cried for all the years we've wasted without proper communication. I cried because I was about losing the only parent I and my sister have. I cried because he didn't deserve to die that way. After my dad was resuscitated and started home treatment, he called for a family meeting. He begged all of us to be at peace with one another and forgive every wrong we did to one another. He told us that he was about to die and he needed to draft a will and he'll give us the opportunity to choose which of his vast properties we want for ourselves next week. On the day of the meeting, my stepmom was the first to make a request. She requested that my father's fintech company be willed to her. She wanted sole ownership of the company and we his children could be top members of the board of directors. I just shook my head in disgust. This had been her plan all along. I knew she badly wanted the company for herself, so I was ready to do all I could to make sure she didn't get it. My dad agreed to her request and that of every other person present in the room. At night, I went to my father's room. I told him that his wife was not worthy to take over his company. I then went ahead to narrate all the evil things she did to me and Helen when we were still under her care. My dad was stupefied. He was angry that we went through all that without informing him. What broke him was when I showed him the scar I got from the hot iron she pressed on my back. He cried and narrated how unloving his wife had been to him since we left home. He asked what I wanted, 
and I said I wanted her to lose ownership of your company. He sighed and asked I excused him. On the 15th of November 2022, my dad died. It was a sad moment for everyone. After the funeral, my mom called my dad's lawyer to read the will. She was beaming with smiles when he opened the document. What she heard next made her face fall, and she burst into tears when the lawyer announced that, My Rockfest company is hereby willed to my son, Hemsworth. He is permitted to do with it as he seems fit. At that moment, I smiled. I took what was most precious to my stepmom, and I felt satisfied. Two of us played the game, but I was the winner. With somebody like this who was so very clearly after the money and assets, I just hope that it wasn't possible that there was any kind of potential foul play here. I don't know what the dad had, but I wouldn't put it past somebody who is so cruel and so horrendous of a person to try to instigate something like that, you know? Or maybe I've just seen too much forensic files or something. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 